Welcome to the Texas Values Report. This is Jonathan Sines, president of Texas Values. Great to be with you on another glorious week in the state of Texas. Well, I tell you what, <laughs> I took some time over the weekend thinking of Labor Day. And, and honestly, I don't really spend a lot of time on Labor Day, I guess, resting and all that. I'm usually trying to you know, be out and about. I'm at events. I'm you know, maybe doing something recreational, having fun. But I really did this Labor Day. I took some time to rest. And a lot of it had to do with not only just physically, but emotionally and spiritually in a lot of way, taking time to reflect on what was really a glorious and just absolutely incredible and I believe historic week last week for the pro-life movement for our country and for our state. We're going to talk a lot about that today on today's Texas Values Report. You know, we talk about the issues of family and freedom as they relate to the arenas of the courts, the legislature, and the media over four years running with the weekly Texas Values Report. If you're on Facebook watching us, share this, like it, get it into some groups, because we have a great guest today and a very important topic that I know a lot of people have been talking about. And so if you're listening in the car, the website is txvalues.org, or if you're watching on platforms, subscribe to those platforms to our channels so we can let more people know about some of the work that we're doing at Texas Values. But we have a great guest today and a timely guest. If you paid attention to anything last week, you know that the state of Texas was really the center of the news, also the heart of the pro-life movement after the Texas heartbeat law went into effect. Someone that's been a supporter all along of the Texas heartbeat law and has been spending a lot of time the past week and a half, I'm sure, talking about that issue is going to be our guest today. Abby Johnson is going to be with us today on the Texas Values Report. If you all know her quite established and one of the most significant pro-life voices in the state of Texas. She talks about other issues as well, but the, but that primarily, and that's because of her background, former Planned Parenthood abortion clinic, um, not only worker, but one of the leaders of, the, of a clinic in the Central Texas College Station area, left the movement, had a movie made about her transformation to becoming pro-life. Abby, welcome back to the Texas Values Report. Of course. Thanks for having me on. Well, you know, look, we, you got, you and I got to spend a little time together last week. You were with us at the Capitol on September 1st when the Texas heartbeat law went into effect. And you know, look, historic day. I mean, I said it was a historic day for law and also for life. And as an attorney, I might have a little bit more appreciation of some of those things as they relate to law and policy. But I think everyone recognized that last week because not only did the Texas heartbeat law go into effect on September 1st, which was last Wednesday. We're at what, day 10? I mean, let's do the numbers, right? Maybe 13, 1400 babies that have been saved during that time. But not only did the law go into effect on September 1st, but the Supreme Court issued a ruling that also made it clear they were not going to get in the way because they were asked to be to, to stop the law. That just gave it more significance and almost more credibility, if you will. And now we can do the work. And while we're going to talk a little bit about the attacks on it so far, but now we can do the work of how we make those adjustments now that more babies are going to be saved and how we're a support to those women. And we'll talk a little bit about that, but just the significance, you and I there, others of, of last week, I'm sure you probably needed a little rest over the weekend too. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was a huge day. It's been a huge week. Um, of course, it, you know, huge media week, Texas has been in the news. Um, people are hysterical. The left is hysterical. <laughs> <laughs> right now. Um, but 
you know, of course they are. And I've been trying to uh, give them some grace. I've been trying to give these women some grace because, you know, Jonathan, I was thinking about it and I was thinking, this is, uh, you know, every woman that walks in today, uh, you know, that walks in, in, in our culture today, every woman that walks in to have an abortion has never lived in a time where abortion has not been easily accessible and normalized in society. So, you know, abortion has been legal for almost 50 years now. And so, you know, all of these 20, 30 year old women, women who are walking in to, to get abortions. I mean, this has been normal for them their entire life. And our society has glamorized abortion. They've sterilized it. They've made it normal. And so for the first time ever in their lives, in my life and your life, people are actually having to consider that abortion may not be easily accessible to them. And it's really a paradigm shift in our society for the first time. And these women are now having to uh, consider that they may have to be responsible for their actions. And we don't live in a society where people want to be responsible for their actions. And so, you know, I'm, I'm trying to give people grace here because this is a, a monumental moment, not just in the pro-life movement, but really in our culture. And it is a culture shift. Oh, look, it's, you know, you don't have to remind me how long it's been. I was born nine months after the Roe versus Wade decision. So I did celebrate my birthday on Labor Day as well. I mean, it was nine months to the day. I mean, it just, you know, maybe a few weeks in there. But so I, a lot of us will sort of reflect on that, right? I mean, if, if you're close to that date or just, you know, just feeling like, uh, the movement and the time kind of gets dated from 1973. And so, you know, and, and I spent, I talked about sort of, you know, being emotional and just really taking it all in because when you're doing the work and the work's been being done for a while. And I tried to take some time to step back as Texas was getting a lot of the focus, right? You were getting a lot of media requests. We were getting a lot of media requests. I certainly was extremely grateful to get to that point on September 1st, last week on Wednesday, to feel some sense that we had prevailed, if you will, to know we were going to be able to save babies. But I also thought it was fair and appropriate to say that anyone that's played a part in the pro-life movement can also share in what was happening in historic and know that they were a part of doing something incredibly valuable. You know, and I talk about this from time to time is my instruction in, in law school and so on, the law is a teacher. What we say in law is okay is oftentimes a measuring stick or what people base their morality on. So the more that we're able to recognize the humanity of the unborn child, to demonstrate that by our, with our laws to protect the unborn child in the womb in our laws and have the courts acknowledge that as well, that says something too about where I think we might be headed as a society and culture, a lot of laws, a lot of major court decisions sometimes are coming after or they're further down the road from the direction the culture is already going and sort of turning. At least I would like to believe that. But having said that, to your point, there is definitely a paradigm shift in almost like this, you know, moment. 
to the point that you had abortion clinics and the media reporting this up until almost midnight. Tuesday night, they were in this fever rush of how many abortions could they perform, how many lives could they take. And, and it was really, I mean, just disturbing to me to some extent that I felt the media was, you know, I don't know, almost sensationalizing in a way like they were doing something noble. Mm-hmm. And I sort of tweeted back and I was, yeah, how many lives did they take up until 1159? But then we were able, there was a stopping point. And what about the babies that have been saved then? You know, and, and so really having an opportunity for people to reflect on, that's what this issue is about. It is an issue of life and death. Yeah, it, it was. It was interesting. Whole Women's Health, they were bragging about the fact that they worked up until you know, 11.56 p.m. with uh, a doctor who was in his 80s. He worked 17 hours that day, uh, killing 67 babies. And it's just interesting, just the uh, Marva Sadler, who's the, the director of that clinic in Fort Worth, she was, you know, going on and on about how proud she was of the work that they did that day. And, um, how she she felt a sense of pride as she was you know leaving work that day and uh and 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 in a way honestly um i understood how she felt because there was a i I remember um feeling the same way when i worked at the abortion clinic I, i remember when a hurricane was coming through this was depicted in my film and, uh, you know, we we worked feverishly to perform as many abortions as we could before we had to close down the building. Um, I remember feeling like, oh, great. You know, we got in as many abortions as as we could that day. But we're really when you when you talk in plain language, what that means is that you killed as many babies yeah. as you could. You you caused harm to women, irreparable harm to women. And, and I really think that's what we need to start doing as pro-lifers is speaking in plain language. And, you know, just like you did, I mean, we need to be responding to these tweets. We need to be responding to social media. I mean, in a tactical way, you know, but responding with truth. I mean, what are you really saying? What do you really know about abortion? You know, when you're talking about abortion, you're talking about taking the life of an innocent human being. I mean, let's just speak this in very plain language. Well, and, and that was what I felt like I was witnessing, like almost propping these people and the, these facilities up as heroes, you know, yeah. it's, it, into something that is not uh, required. There's not an emergency setting. I mean, that's the overwhelming majority of abortions do not fall in what even some people might consider an, an emergency situation. It, it's not necessary to have that procedure. It's not something that that's recognized in that way. And yet what was the rush to do it that night? The rush to do it was because they knew the law was going to change. And so, uh, but the reason the law changes because we recognize that human baby has a beating heart. And that is enough to tell us that it's no different than you and I outside of the womb. And we would protect that child outside of the womb. And we would check for that beating heart, go to texasheartbeatlaw.com. You want to know a little bit what the, about what the law is, what it does, texasheartbeatlaw.com. I want to talk for just a minute. I know you've talked a lot about your history. You mentioned there was a movie made about your story, your conversion, if you will. It's called Unplanned. That's based on, you know, roughly on a book that was put out. 
that you put out unplanned. And so, but I know you're going to be speaking at our dinner on September 24th. This is a part of the Faith, Family, and Freedom Forum. This is the statewide event that Texas Values puts on. It's a two-day event. On Friday night, there's going to be a private dinner that we're hosting, and we're about to sell out of the seats. Abby Johnson is going to be our guest speaker, our feature speaker, our keynote speaker that night for the dinner. So don't give it all away, Abby, because some people still haven't heard some of your story. But just a little bit of that history, which gives you, if I could use the word credibility, to speak to these matters and what's happening in the abortion movement. Yeah, I mean, I, I will be, of course, um, sharing some of my story, working at Planned Parenthood, you know, rising up through the ranks of Planned Parenthood. You know, Planned Parenthood is not some mom and pop abortion clinic. I mean, this is a, a multi-million dollar abortion corporation. It, it truly is an industry. And um, I was, you know, one of the rising stars at Planned Parenthood. I was their employee of the year in 2008, left in 2009. And so I'm really eager to, you know, share my story and uh, with your supporters, but, you know, also sharing just um, really what's happening in our culture, what I'm seeing in our culture and encouraging uh, those who are in this fight for life and uh, hopefully leaving them energized to, to do more. Well, we were so excited throughout this process to have your support for the Texas Heartbeat Law. You were there at the bill signing ceremony with Governor Greg Abbott, and it seemed like hundreds of others, a lot of elected officials, a lot of people that have been working on these issues for many years. Such a special moment, right? Everyone kind of put their little heart shake together. I don't know if I ever did it the right way, but, you know, just it was special, right? I mean, and this was in May. This The session was not even over. That's how important it was for the governor and other state leaders to make sure it got done. And it did get done. Now it's in effect. You did a lot of media interviews, I'm sure last week and maybe a few more this week on the issue. I wanna talk about how we're helping women now. And then I wanna conclude, cause I don't wanna to give too much airtime to the Biden administration, but I do wanna conclude on what some of the really weak and desperate moves they have made since the law went into effect. But that's one of the key things now. Babies are being saved. And, 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 you know, abortion clinic workers looking for work, all those things. That's something that you and your ministry know a lot about. And there's a lot of hope there. Talk to us about that. Yeah. So, yeah, um, I do have a, a crisis organization. We provide um, full service case management for women who are in crisis, um, single moms who are in need of resources, single dads, um, anyone who's who's really in a crisis situation. People can go to loveline.com. We actually provided 61 intakes for new patients just this past week. So um, the need is great. And that is a direct result of the Texas heartbeat law. So um, things are good, but, you know, we do have a, a need for supporters, for people, pro-lifers to really step up and stand in the gap for these women who need help. Um, and if you are listening and you do need help, you can go to loveline.com and we can plug you into to resources that can help you. Um, and also, yeah, for abortion clinic workers, I mean, we are going to start seeing layoffs. Uh, we believe that we've already seen some of those and there is freedom outside of the abortion industry. I know that firsthand we've helped 600 other abortion clinic workers leave their jobs in the abortion industry. And, uh, for people who want to leave, they can go to abortionworker.com. Such a great resource. I mean, and look, there's close to, if not a little more than 200 pregnancy resource centers throughout the state of Texas. 
There's likely one in the area that you live in. I know there are 254 counties in the state of Texas. I don't know that I can say there's one in each county. We'll check on that. But you can contact our office if we, if we need to help in any way. But please plug in with what Abby Johnson is doing in her ministry, because that's so key, right? I mean, people now looking for, okay, now what do I do with my life? Or yes, I, you know, I didn't realize a baby had a heartbeat that, right. that early in, in the stage of development. There's you no know, different varieties when people say how early or how late, but a lot of people don't realize that, that they may be coming to that realization. You know what? I, I want to keep the baby. And, and it may not be so much about the law. Maybe some of it is. But there is a lot of education that's done when you have a law that expresses something like this. And you may have people in the abortion industry that have been looking for an opportunity. How do I get out of this? You know, they found themselves caught up in it. And so I'm so excited about the work that you're doing. And, it, and it's so valuable to this equation. While there's, it's important to have a law, it's important to have a court case and all these decisions, um, that doesn't get these things done and that's when you think about how the culture has been moving ministries like yours coming up for the years that recognize different ways that we can have an impact on this issue and create an environment that's more conducive and more accepting, if you will, for life and for you know people that want to have their child. And, and that's I think that's a natural instinct. And it, it just really validates that and doesn't make it complicated for them. Let's finish up for a minute on the Biden administration. Okay. We knew they would probably respond at some point. Boy, it seems like they, they took forever because the side, if you will, the pro-abortion side was just beside themselves at 12.01. I was up Tuesday night. I was up Wednesday that night. That's probably why I need a little bit more rest last weekend. But, you know, look, I'm one of those guys that I like to be there when history is being made, and particularly when it's something that I have worked firsthand. But the Biden administration first responded with, we're going to enforce this federal law about women uh, entering clinics. That has nothing to do with the Texas heartbeat law. And now they're, well, what they've cooked up, some lawsuit. I mean, we're a week and a half later. How are they not ready? But they weren't. Uh, and so I just think we're in a very strong position legally. I, I'm not trying to put you on a spot, lawyer, but the significance or just really how that has impacted the conversation. We knew they probably would do something, but it just further makes it clear how important this law is in this place that we're in for the pro-life movement. Well, it just really seems like political posturing at this point with the with Biden's approval rating being down now to 39%. I think he felt like he had to do something. He had to say something with the catastrophe in Afghanistan, the way he handled that. Um, you know, the, the liberals were saying, like, do something about this, do something about this in Texas, right? And so I think he felt like he had to say something, he had to do something. Uh, really, what is the DOJ going to do? I mean, what is the pathway for them um, to take action against this? There really is no clear pathway. Um, what does it go to the Supreme Court? I mean, we don't really know. The Supreme Court's already sort of said their piece on this. Um, so there really is no clear pathway to this. It really just feels like posturing from the Biden administration. Um, this is what states' rights is all about, right? And uh, that's what the United States was founded on. Texas has already said their piece. Texas has always had a vested interest in protecting the rights of the unborn. Um, and so now we're, we're flexing that right. <laughs> and so, well, and I mean, this the, is what it's about. The number adds up every day. The, the results of that is we're saving lives every day. And I tweeted about this a little bit with all of this discussion, the coronavirus and so on. Um, hang on just a second. I'm about to lose power. Okay, we'll get that sorted out real quick. With all the, the discussion and sensitivity about life and about um, 
protecting life, you know, the arguments that are made related to the coronavirus and, and our sensitivity of people losing their life. Here we are daily. What about the count? You know, you want to count about how many people have tested positive. Let's start keeping count, which we have about how many how many lives are being saved uh, because of abortion. I think it's right here. I'm sorry. Um, and so, or, excuse me, have been saved with the Texas heartbeat law. Right. So that is something I want to continue to have us focus on because that is not an exaggeration. We know the, that's based on statistics, based on 55,000 abortions that are performed every year in the state of Texas. These are real numbers. These are real lives that are being saved. And I think that continues to be the victory. But as the Biden administration is trying to figure out um, what they're going to do legally, that number just gets larger. And it continues to have this momentum, if you will. We're in a strong position legally because the Supreme Court has at least said something in our direction that uh, where we've our side has prevailed, if you will. And so I think it's I think it really is more about political posturing, um, but it does give us an opportunity to continue to make that uh, have that chance to communicate those messages of life and for people to have a better understanding. We'll have plenty of lawyers like myself and others. We'll be doing all we can to push back against the Department of Justice, but it's an uphill battle for them. Um, at, I mean, it, it may be a complete lost cause. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, we'll we'll see. It's 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 always interesting. I mean, it, people are really pushing back against the the federal administration right now. It was just total hypocrisy. I mean, the same day that that he announces the DOJ is going to be filing this suit is the same day that Biden also announces, you know, these vaccine mandates for employers um, and employees. And it's like, wait, do you believe in my body by choice or not? You know, now we have 26 oh. governors that, that have stepped up and said, we're not going to we're not going to enforce this in our state. People are starting to step up. I mean, it's like, you know, like people say, if the left had no double standard, they'd have no standard at all. And that's what we're seeing. That's what we're seeing right now played out in front of our eyes. Well, in the Texas heartbeat law, again, is very simple. If an unborn baby's heartbeat is detected, that life is protected. Go to TexasHeartbeatLaw.com. You can see a little bit more of the details. But it is that very uh, simple, and we're really looking forward to continue to educate people on it and for them to have hope and an excitement, if you will, or just to really feel good about the ability to save human lives. And so Abby Johnson is going to be talking about that more when she speaks at our dinner on September 24th. Get your tickets at txvalues.org. That's our dinner that's in conjunction with the Faith, Family, and Freedom Policy Forum. Boy, ticket sales are going up. It's getting exciting. Governor Abbott's going to be there, Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick. We're also going to have Danny Gokey, Christian artist. He's going to be performing live. You know he's got a song about heartbeat. Abby's got a song. I don't know that it was in connection with any of this, but it's called Tell Your Heart to Beat Again. And it was written by um, a music performer here in the Central Texas area, Pastor Randy why can't I remember his last name? Uh, Phillips, Craig, and Dean, uh, Randy Phillips. Thank you. Phillips. My memory's sort of working. Anyway, some heartbeat connections there with Danny Gokey. And he's a big pro-life supporter, too. I don't know if you've seen him on social media. Abby, thank you so much for the work you've done for so many years. You continue to do. Boy, our work just gets more important with, with these developments. And we're excited to continue our friendship. So thank you for being our guest today on the Texas Values Report. Of course. Thank you so much. All right, I got just a few minutes left uh, of wrap up and boy, we could have some really long and deep conversations with Abby Johnson on some of these issues. That's why you got to come to our dinner, September 24th, txvalues.org. This event will sell out. The dinner's almost sold out. Okay, we can hold probably seven, 800 people for the policy event, but that private dinner, we're only seating 200 and we're just about out of tickets. 
I want you to be there. You can get a, you can come to the VIP reception, get a picture with Abby, talk to her a little bit. Maybe we'll get her to bring some of her books there. TXvalues.org. It's a very, very reasonable price. We want families to participate. We want people that we know are putting more of their focus on their family budgets to be able to come. So we've done our best to make it affordable, but we do have to charge a certain price to cover our cost. TXvalues.org, September 24th and 25th, largest statewide policy event on freedom in the state of Texas. And look, I, boy, there's a lot to do moving forward on the life issue, but I don't want to get so focused on what's happening in the courts and so on to lose the message of the fact that we're saving lives every day with the Texas heartbeat law. And I didn't touch on this as much with Abby, but it's very common that pro-life laws, they don't go into effect on their first day of effectiveness. They don't have September 1, okay, now we can start enforcing this law. And you know how the, the Texas heartbeat law works? It's civil enforcement. It's not the government. That's why the other side can't make those arguments about a constitutional violation because the, gov the government's not the one enforcing it. But my point is, usually we don't get to a September 1. It's years later after we've gone through the court system. We usually start off losing. Here with the Texas heartbeat law, we start off winning. So while we're going to have to spend some time pushing back against court cases and lawsuits, we can, since we're in a better position legally and, and you know we're, we're on the winning side and the law is already into effect, we can spend a lot of time implementing it, providing resources for women that are coming out of the abortion movement or that want to keep their babies, providing support for those families, connecting them with resources. I don't know what the number is for the state of Texas, but it's in the millions uh, dozens of millions of dollars dedicated for women that for alternatives to abortion can help you get connected with that. Uh, look, we're almost out of time. I got a football game to go to. Uh, my son's school, St. Dominic Savio, has another football game tonight on Friday night at Westwood. It's middle school night. So if you wear your middle school shirt, you can come by and get in for free. The kids can. But look, we're excited about where we're headed. We would not be here without your support. Please make a tax deductible donation today so we can do the work we do for faith family and freedom in Texas. And we'll talk to you next week on the Texas Values Report.